Welcome back to the Cosplay Group Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen. Join me as I talk to cosplayers about their interests and experiences in such a remarkable and amazing world. For this episode, I would like to welcome a guest cosplayer from California, USA, Bryson. Hello, thank you for having me. Pleasure to have you here. Um, you know what, let's just head for the questions. How was cosplay introduced to you? It was a girl. <laughs> She was like really into um, cartoons and anime, and I mean, I I've always was into art. I, I did animation. I did tons of. Fil- I work in film right now, and it's always been a passion. I like comics and I watch TV and cartoons and stuff. But she's like, let's dress up. Like, oh, that's that's pretty fun. So we dressed up together, and it was really simple stuff. But I always wanted. I looked at like online of different cosplayers and eventually found about it and then like i want to be different i don't want to be like exactly like everyone else so even my first cosplay was different it was uh finn the human from adventure time and i didn't want to be like everyone else so i it got like a longer sword i beat it up more um the hat the bear hat was like barbarian style it, yeah it was want to be different and then from that point on, it was like, what else can I do? What what looks great? And I started jumping into armor and then weapons. And just it's the same technique through and through. I think there's like six to nine steps to treat armor. But when you do and you finish it, it's just you, you feel amazing. And it's the six years later, here I am doing conventions, doing tutorials, going on podcasts and talking about it. And it's, it's a real hobby of mine. And it was just for a girl. <laughs> okay, so bottom line, it started with a girl. <laughs> yeah. But at least on that point, you started to get... You mentioned that you're into films, right? Yeah. Um, right now, I work in broadcasting. Uh, I've been doing broadcasting for about 10, 12 years almost. Um, started with news, started with sports, journalism. And now that I'm the... Uh, digital specialists at a university. So I, I help do all these games um, on live TV, working with ESPN Plus. And on the side, I kind of do some TikTok, <laughs> a little bit of sketches here and there, and a little, just want to be different, you know? But I've always, I, I directed before, I've written before, I've edited my whole life, basically. And I always want to be creative. I like the expression of it. And it was always from being a hyper kid watching cartoons and anime. I always thought, um, I just want to put this out here, um, I always thought that uh, a certain niche within the cosplay community, there will always there will always be including like artists, writers, like uh, possible like filmmakers or like anybody related to filmmaking or like film industry or even like the costume makings and everything. Generally, it's art because uh, on my part i i love writing as well i love i love stage play that's where that's where my go-to whenever i think about cosplay it's it's i i understood cosplay is is uh, majority of it's is about the costume but Mm -hmm. for me uh basically it's more on how you act and the costumes would just be those things that I want to support. And of course, I wanted not just the, like a second-rate costume, but more like it gets into like you're trying to be like the aesthetics needs to be applied with the same as how the act was being done 
neatly like that something like that so that's why when you said that you're ready to film like into something like i noticed some of your costumes i'll, I'll mention like uh, let's say the mandalorian costume like mm-hmm. that like i i always thought like man if i if i were going to look at it i would always say like this that the costume you can swap uh your costumes with i'm not sure but with a mandalorian costume and it will you won't even notice a thing hmm. for my part like geez that, that was, that, 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 that <laughs> right. was just to i like i even zoom in out like dang did, like, i even asked like is this this guy work in a film something and then you boom <laughs> you just mentioned something about it oh great so that was it so uh, we're talking uh your, your costume makings and you mentioned that you're working in uh, certain uh, film industries or TV programs, something like that. Um, right. uh, how do you balance your work with your time for cosplay-related activities? Like I said, it's still a hobby. Um, I've been asked to do commissions for it. I've been asked to do different types of jobs for it, either acting or if it's just making costume commission stuff, like I mentioned before. I always mostly no to commissions <clears throat> unless like it's really really small that i can do and help my friends out <clears throat> but if it's i mean i've acted a couple times i did a couple of zombies but that was just me myself as a person for a zombie movie but for like making armor and stuff and making weapons i usually fall off of that because it's still a hobby and if i start doing work for it it's going to turn into work and it's not going to be fun anymore that's what I'm afraid of. I mean, yo, you can make more money. Yeah, but I'm happy doing it how I want to do it rather than someone else tells me how to do it. And this is what created the whole philosophy of me being different in cosplay, you know, because this whole stereotype of if you're this cosplayer and you don't look exactly like them, you're not a good cosplayer. Like you're Asian, you can't do white characters or you're black and you can't do Asian characters or you too tall, too fat. You're a woman, stuff like that shouldn't matter because it is literally costumes so it really blows my mind how people are so angry and so hard at cosplay for that matter i mean that's what it is here in judgmental california i've met some (laughs) of the nastiest people in the cosplay community and it's all stems from either what they grew up with, what they um, have to deal with, how they cope certain ways, uh, their own insecurities. And that's not my problem. So it's more, I kind of defeated that question of, are they a good cosplayer? Do they look just like them by doing it differently? So that's why I always have a variation of a character, unless it's Mandalorian. We'll talk about that in a second. If you look through all my cosplays, they are all unique designs pull from different inspirations, which what art is to me, it's an interpretation of how you conceive things. And so if you look at Red X, different. You look at Deathstroke, different. Nightwing, different. All my earlier ones was all different. And it was on my own design. Pull from different inspirations. Okay. Now, <clears throat> yeah, further down the line, I want to talk about real quick uh, Mandalorian. Um, Mandalorian was becoming so popular and everyone and their mom started doing that. And it of itself, Mandalore, the planet, is full of bounty hunters that look just like that. You know, this is the way. Keep the helmet on. (laughs) So the templates are ready available. The 
techniques to get a 3D printed helmet to be super smooth to make you think that it's actual best Carian metal. There is techniques. So I took it upon myself as the level of craftsmanship when doing the Mandalorian. Uh, I did the rifle in two days thanks to Kamui Cosplay's wonderful tutorials online. And the whole armor and the sewing, you know, I cut some corners. There's no cummerbund. It's different color. The zippers down the middle is trial and error. But the helmet, the armor that's 3D printed, I think it reflects craftsmanship and very hard, hard work when making a Mandalorian helmet. Because you have to fill it. You have to sand it. You have to fill it again, sand it over and over so many times to different grits of sandpaper from the 500 to all the way to 2000 grits and then you have to paint treat it and then you have to add the graphite there's so many points where you can mess up but it all comes down to craftsmanship which has been laid out tutorials left and right materials what to buy how to do it it just comes down to the individual person and doing the same technique like a class so that's why i think that it the mandalorian helmet reflects a lot on craftsmanship but this is a community where we should more accept each other of what are different skill levels, different paychecks. It's all about dressing up and having fun. But if we're talking about craftsmanship, yeah, Mandalorian helmet. Yeah, talking about limitations, uh, I, for one, I can't make my own costumes, so therefore I, I have to ask somebody to create. But, well, back right. in the days, I have to ask uh, like a, a, a tailor or a crafter for me to create, right. to make my own costumes. But my forte would be like, how do I make scripts? How do I... I uh, like create a story a unique story within a theme or franchise uh for let's say for instance i created a story like within the realm of assassin's creed something like that so yeah actually i did so that's kind of the thing where you might not have your strengths but uh in this age like this like 2022 year uh, year Every like the accessibility of what's your lacking can be provided by any means, right? Like tutorials on YouTube, uh, online shops, multiples of them, prop makers, left and right, and then it's just about providing your money to buy those things or you can like the accessibility of certain raw materials yeah uh, that like, i know is for sure hard because there yeah. is a katana tutorial that i found online on twitter but it was in japan and it required the trimmings of a wall and it's made out of pvc i couldn't find that here in america but it was in japan and it's so easy you know if if you're a cosplayer you kind of are familiar with katanas and like the very specific shape of them the texture of them the strength of them especially if you're doing stunts the whole durability of them yeah you would know the katana is one of the well-made known weapons in cosplay armory okay so um i lost my train of thought something um it's okay, it's okay. we're here we're here um, just vibing yeah i think i think it's what i'm looking forward to is the cultural change and, and exchange you and i have right now because you're from the <laughs> philippines you're doing filipino things and what you said earlier made me think that oh you're right people do reach out to buy commission stuff like but the raw material like, really got me like i go to the store to pick up raw materials from hardwood stores and it's there's two 
actually within 10 miles of my house and I get the same stuff. But then, you know, I order online the the special EVA foam for all my armor stuff from TNT Cosplay. They're really, really good. Uh, different textures. But there's also like a shop right down the street also where I, c- I can actually hold it and feel like, oh, okay, this is the right thickness. Because like looking online, it's, you know, totally different. So I'm more interested in the cultural exchange you and I will have. At their, what is cosplay like? from the Philippines in that perspective, because I know it's pretty big here in California. Actually, it's uh, not just in the Philippines. Actually, it's everywhere. Uh, cosplay in, let's say, Switzerland, it's different from like um, in the US and in Indonesia, it's different there as well. Like the culture of cosplay is different, very different there. And then I just realized like, wow. So uh, I just, let's just say give or take, um, I found it just a bit strict, just a bit, on the Indonesian cosplay community. But I guess because they were like, um, um, I guess because they they are like being passionate with how they they put out their cosplays and how they display them on the con- on their conventions, on their events, something like that. So yeah, uh, in the Philippines, I would say like, um, ah. Uh, um, I'm not I'm not the right person to to uh, like no to be exact, but uh, but what about, based what about on my limited are the conventions in the Philippines. Yeah, but they are they there are uh, well, starting 2022 finally uh, like mm. pandemic is slowly settling down, so malls are now opening up and events certain cosplay events are now finally showing. Uh, and then uh, for a chance for all cosplayers in the film is would uh, finally be able to showcase their cosplay outside their house. Uh, once pandemic hit, TikTok cosplay just boom, I furnish, I guess something like that. But yeah. now since 2022, and uh, certain malls are now like uh, I mean places areas are now. Uh, lifting up their uh, restrict uh, codes, uh, it allows cosplayers to, or organ organizers for cosplay convention or events to put up certain um, like activities, something like that. So for them to be uh, get 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 their costumes outside. So yeah, yeah um, I cannot uh, nothing much I could I can say about the cosplay because. Uh, I've been so out of cosplay very long now. <laughs> like my last cosplay would, I guess, give uh, just if I were or if I were going to talk about like me cosplaying and there's an event that would be way way back 2013 and that was long time ago. That's it. After wow. that, I, I I no longer continue to cosplay. I was busy and certain other activities. I am still providing my let's say. Let's since I do like stage skits, cosplay skits, so I, I provided my my uh, knowledge to to cos- certain cosplayers that wants to perform on stage and has no idea how to create a story, do the writing, something or something like that, and what theme do they want to? Oh, I was asked them like, what 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 uh what theme do you want? Like what are your go to cosplay? And then they just tell this to me and then i'll just uh, like it's an exchange of nice something like that so yeah. that's my limit that's where i end my cosplay something and then i ended up in making a podcast 
with yeah, cosplay. So it's kind of kind of funny because I end up with cosplay related activities uh, slash podcasting. <laughs> so nice. nothing much about uh Philippine uh cosplay. I I should I could say that uh, the the market cosplay market in the Philippines is much more emphasized like um, cosplayers tend to like rent their costumes something like that it's it's a it's a thing mm-hmm. here yeah it's a it's a, it's a, I know it, there are certain uh, parts uh, I, I'm pretty sure that it's it's not just the Philippines that's doing the like the rent a costume thing but it's very uh, it's more like identified it uh, here so uh, cosplayers would tend to cosplay and then eventually uh, a month or two would they would uh, re- just rent it or sell it even something like that mm. so that's where yeah, I, yeah no i have a couple friends like do you know you know Elodia. oh yeah <laughs> everyone who beans know Elodia. everyone knows her <laughs> <laughs> i like i like how she says cosplay <laughs> So yeah, um, totally. um uh, you mentioned uh your you making your costumes and uh how long does it take you to make one? I guess I'm asking what's the longest, <laughs> like the most intricate cosplay that you made <laughs> that literally oh. took you a long time to to finish one well, that costume. It depends on what you call long, you know. So like when I first started uh Deathstroke Nothing took more than a month to do. I can do it in a couple of weeks. Um, again, Damn, you're I, just, man. <laughs> I just have I just have a hobby just doing it. But these are like twelve hour days working on it. And like I said, even though I said that the rifle from Mandalorian took two days, but it was sixteen hours and another twelve hours. Two days for sure. Like there was some sleep in between, but. If, if you want to condense it down where I didn't get any sleep, I didn't eat, I didn't socialize, I didn't go to work, and I solely nonstop worked on cosplay, I'd get it done within like a couple of days, honestly. But if we were to say, okay, I started from this date and I'm done this date with work, with eating, <laughs> with sleeping, um, it took seven weeks for the Mand- Mandalorian, I'm sorry, seven weeks for the Magnamalo from Monster Hunter, including the sword. The one that took the most thinking, I would say, as in like the level of difficulty, would be the Godzilla one because that was the first time I started using programming and LEDs and just planning it all out. Even though it's super easy to to circuit and to program it, everything is super easy thanks to all the wonderful tutorials I have. It was... I had a solder, and that take... A lot of practice i took some because if you mess up and you burn your chip gotta get another one which is another like two three days after you buy it again and it's just twelve dollars but ugh, you just mess up one technique to solder and it's gone great gotta buy a new chip you can fry it you can overpower it you can mess up at many many points if you're not educated enough so i take it upon myself to do tons of research so we had a good segue into this one if craftsmanship for the Magnamalo, it took seven weeks to craft, but if you condense it down, probably three weeks or two two weeks to do. And but the amount of research and gathering I had to do, oh man, it's 
couple months. You know, I, I, that's where I gather different techniques, different references. Like, oh, it's a good idea. Oh, it's a good idea. And then I look at when's the next time I'm going to a convention. <gasps> two weeks. Oh, I could do it. Two weeks, sir. No, I can't. We call that con crunch. And I don't know <laughs> if that's in the, in the Philippines also, but we call that con crunch. And traditionally, it's where you're still working on it because it's still a hobby. It's not your job. You're still working on it. And the convention is in two weeks, one week. Three days tomorrow. And some people actually work on their cosplay in the hotel rooms. Like it's not the day of con. You're not ready. That's what it is. And we've more accepted it. That's part of you procrastinate. Um, it's just, it's your hobby. It's, it's not your work. And you go to a convention, you want to look good, and you work really hard on this because you your passion just surpasses it the whole blood sweat and tears and you're finally there why do we do this to each other because we're dedicated and we like dressing up <laughs> so i guess you could say the amount of dedication depends on the costumes that were being made that's true that's that's sometimes a, like like it's you, more you, of a social you, issue yeah i mean like you said like you can condense the time whenever you are very much like you're into like yeah, I want to think. I, I want to uh, dive on my current costumes more than yesterday, something like that. So it, I guess it depends on how you are able to like uh, give more of the. Uh, uh, let's just say the interest on. I I want to dive on this more. I think, I don't think I have anything right now to do, so I'll dive more on this costume, something like that. And uh, we're, we're talking about costumes, so and certain characters. So, what were your favorite characters to cosplay? <laughs> so, they're all really cool. I think Deathstroke was pretty fun because I was able to jump in different weapons. <clears throat> you know, he has a sword, he has a staff, he has pistols, two pistols, three pistols, rifles, knives, then another knife. He's a weapons expert. So, I was able to, like, oh, he could do this, he could do this. Um, I actually made a chain and sickle with a real chain. Unfortunately, I cannot take that into a convention because it's real metal. And it will shatter glass. Cannot bring that in there. <clears throat> the blade was made out of um very thin piece of wood because I needed something to be strong. This is before I found thermal plastic. Um, but again, this is all research and intricately putting different techniques at the same time, like what other people have done, what it look like, what's it look like on you? Because again, that's another issue to worry about. Can you move? Can you sit? down can you bend over can you pick up your phone which you dropped can you kneel you, yeah have your costume make you kneel at least life lesson here is a pro tip free from bryce senpai right here number one thing you should always remember about wearing cosplay make it easy enough to go to the bathroom <laughs> i learned that the hard way let me tell you when my first death stroke it was just a black bodysuit and i put uh armor on like a like a football vest and I wore car cargo pants over the the bottom part of the black suit. This is why Spider-Man suits have a pee hole. It's a real <laughs> zipper down there. So you could either take care of business or take care of whatever in a pinch, like really quickly. Because I went to the bathroom. Like, oh, no, because they always say, stay hydrated. Make sure you're eating right. Go to the bathroom. I did. And I had to go. But... I had to take off the, the whole vest, unzip from the back of the head, strip all the way down, 
the pants, all that, just to go to the bathroom. I had to go, but that, you know, could have taken too long and an accident could have happened. So I literally, I literally took my, my car keys, shoved it down in there and ripped a pee hole because I was wearing pants over it. I'm like, okay, from this point on, got to get a pee hole whenever you get a full bodysuit. Be able to go to the bathroom because literally you don't know when the shit's going to hit the fan. Exactly. <laughs> Oh yeah. my god. is important. Uh, yeah, but like, you know, bending over, picking stuff up, sitting down, get getting into a car if you have to. Beehole takes precedence over all that. Okay, so like if, if you go number two and your costume doesn't even allow you to bend over. What if you're going oh. number two and it's an emergency? Oh the damn sandwich. Something like that. So yeah, because in, in a con, you it take hours, and uh, you'll be pretty much be roaming around, and there's food everywhere, or you would stop by in a, a nearest cafeteria or something like that, and you would yeah. try to eat. And unfortunately, the, sometimes you get the unluckiest of of having a stomach ache, something like that, and. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you real quick what the survival from an experienced cosplayer does. This is what I do. Not that I'm saying this is the best way. I'm pretty sure there's other ways that fits individuals, but this technique fits for me. So what I do, <clears throat> first thing when I do, I wake up, you have to have lots of protein and carbs that day, right then there, because you want to have long lasting energy, um, take a multivitamin, take care of your micronutrition. And <clears throat> you, I take what's... Um, I have green tea extract, which is like a little bit more energy, kind of like a, I can also drink coffee or something. Um, you want to stay away from sugary stuff because that'll make you oh really all hyper everything, but then you're gonna burn out quicker. This is an endurance game, so when you're at a convention, you're not just there to pose. You're there to socialize. You're there. I mean, you should be friendly. You're there to go shopping. You go to booths. You gotta. You're just having fun, but it's a long endurance day on the body too. But you have to take care of yourself. And your wallet. So I actually, I made like rice balls with eggs and chicken in it. And that was like my carbs, fat protein right then and there. When I wake up, I have some coffee, multivitamins, fish oil also helps too with your, your blood and your heart. <clears throat> and then as the day goes on, protein shakes, protein bars. It's not just for muscle building, but it's long lasting energy, which you're looking for. And they're convenient. That's what their whole purpose is. And then it's not till the end of the day where you can actually, I don't know, eat real food. I mean, protein bars are real food. It's just the bare essentials. But then again, there's also drinking. Um, I highly recommend more like salted drinks, like Gatorade, uh, sports drinks. They keep the water retention inside of you more so that you don't feel dehydrated. And when you're dehydrated, you you go a lot more and you need to drink more and it's more breaks. No, no, no. We're playing the long game. So this time... Um, I use liquid IV. They're really, really good. It's just like a Gatorade. It just also allows your body to be hydrated. Yeah. So <clears throat> also the pre-stuff you got to do beforehand is like, you know, walk a little bit, bike a little bit, do some exercise that is like low intensity because you're going to be walking around the convention. If you have insoles for your shoes, those help too. take breaks off your feet. I remember just walking so much in Anime Expo. It's so massive. From one end to the other side to get parking, to get a convention, uh, merchandise, to get more pictures, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of walking involved. So that's why I, I work out. That's part of the whole thing. Just I don't want to be miserable. You don't have to do 
any of this stuff, but I don't want to be miserable at a convention. Like I'm paying there to be, to have fun and go shopping, but you know, take care of yourself first. Like all this extra stuff that I'm doing is so I don't feel sucky. I recommend anyone does these because it does work. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you have to have fun, but you don't want to be miserable. Anyone yeah. who's using right now, uh, you're playing the long game and I recommend you take his advice. I think any type of tonic drink, right? Sure. So you touched on this uh, a while back um, mm-hmm. about your style or your signature or your, on, yeah. on, on certain character or aesthetic, something Very like that. Yeah. Okay, variation. Yeah. So the thing is, it's kind of funny because I always look at your costumes and apart from Kirishima, <laughs> which I noticed like, wait, I, I just, uh, I just mentioned first the other ones. Your costumes, you, yeah, you said that you put a little bit of your own touch there. Yeah. I barely notice it, man. It's I once I saw it. Maybe it's the color scheme, but regardless, like even your Nightwing costume, like I notice it. Like, wow, this is Nightwing. Wow, this is Deathstroke. Yeah. I I never really yeah. said like, also- wow, this is. His touch of Deathstroke or something like that, not, not necessarily narrowing it down. Because I notice it, like from a, uh, my perspective, I notice like y- this is the character. And yeah, true, you are putting your own uniqueness there. But the ident- like identifying the character itself in general, yeah, y- like it's spot on, on uh, personally for me. Like your Deathstroke, right. like that. That's Deathstroke. Never, yeah, it never existed that exact design. But you can quickly, like, hmm, that's that looks like it. It's not like you know exactly as is. Okay. That's not the point right now. That's not the point for me. So it's also going into what it's called art theory and what one associates it, and like you just did. Um, although when you said it is that character, but that character never existed. Because like that's well, they say canon, well, that's canonical. Oh, this is not canonical, whatever. It never existed. You know, we call those people that are they're called neckbeards here. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. not sure if there's a Filipino term for it. No, no, uh, it's uh, those kind of people. I am fully aware with that term, and it's kind of funny. I I saw that meme, okay, with uh, Tom Tom Cruise's face. <laughs> China. Yeah. Like, yeah, I the, just saw the that meme right. Difference. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so that's like, just two two streaks. Okay, so real quick on the Kirishima one. If you were to see it, it has. If you look in the middle, it has like a belt kind of harness on the very top of it. Now I got that from a spicy a spicy store because his overall theme is like that. Even though he doesn't wear blue, even though he doesn't wear that shirt. But I did because I'm not going to be naked in real life like that. But I found a way around it. I thought it would be interesting to cover up that part, but at the same time put a belt harness on there from a BDSM website because that's his overall theme. Even though he doesn't say it, it doesn't, no one ever mentions it, but it looks like it and it looks cool. That's why I did it. That's why I did it that way. And the whole everything with the, the shoulders being skin tone because he's like, he hardens and it's his own body that gets hardened but i'm not gonna i could put prosthetics on but that's so hard you know so i made these shoulder bicep guards 
and I used that from expanding foam and I chopped it. Um, that technique was from a never ending story. It's a movie here in America that came out like in the late eighties and there was a rock type monster and this is the technique they use. They use expanding foam, which is meant for like crevices in your walls in your house. And then they just cut it and it looks like a sponge. But if you paint it, it looks like a rock. That's what I did. Little air pockets. And then the arms are like, literally those are scraps from my scrap pile that I made. Um, I made three versions of Kirishima. This the uh, first one was way back in 20, no, that was like in 2018. Then I made the updated version, and then now is the pro version. You know, because I want to be different. That's my whole thing. Actually, if we're going to mention like something that is kind of your touch, I guess Kirishima sure. would be it. Because, yeah, I mean, it's understandable. Hard we can talk about any of the cosplays. We can talk about anything. <laughs> I'm here for you. This is this is all you. Like uh, like Kirishima cosplay. Once uh, I saw that, like I was, I'm looking at it right now here, it kind of reminds me of a Yu-Gi-Oh card character. <laughs> yeah, that's is... also again of framing it, the rule of thirds. It's a whole art psychology technique, making sure everything how it is and how you frame it. That includes the foreground fire at the very beginning and the very bottom to the blocking on the sides. Yeah, to you can see the whole image and the photographer there that did it for me. Uh, Golly, he was so amazing. Um, he knew exactly what he was doing, but then I took that and I, was, I edited it my own way. It's thank you, thank you. It looks supposed to look, it's supposed to look good. Okay, for it. <laughs> pay your photographers, tip your photographers too. Be nice to your photographers. I should, I, I should say. So, um, what were your most memorable experience or events in cosplaying? So the short answer for one of those would be people recognize the character and like, oh, man, it's so cool. And then, man, I get a ego boost on that. But, you know, stay humble about it. Um, it's just people that we share the same things. And I think it's important to have some knowledge on the character you're cosplaying because maybe you want to vibe with the person that like, oh, Deathstroke, that's so cool. Like. People that know who Deathstroke is, is pretty rare. Because these are not main characters. They're side characters. Kirishima, side character. Nightwing, side character. Um, Deathstroke, Red X. They're all side characters. And the fact that people are like, oh, that's so cool. I mean, the Batman is Batman. Cool. Superman is Superman. But when people know about the side characters and they talk about it, like, dude, he lost his eye. Sucks. Yeah, his wife's real bitch. <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, the whole backstory and we actually can joke about that. So I think what was interesting the most, I'd say, um, I did do a commission for a, my work and they were celebrating a convention in our, our city that was happening. And he's like, hey, can you, the news guys, can you make a suit for one of our anchors for the news show? He's going to go out there and some Power Ranger is going to be there too. And we're going to do a, a morning segment. We're going to be on camera. And would you make an original costume for one of our anchors? Like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll see what I can do. And I do some designs. I created the whole thing for him. I fitted him and everything and got the templates. And I worked on it during my lunchtime. Didn't get paid extra for it, but that's okay. This is a hobby. Aww. And, well, they paid for the, the supplies oh, okay. for it. But my time to do it. Yeah. Okay. 
So I made it for him, and we went to um, what's it called? It's like Stanley's WonderCon. It's not WonderCon, but it is WonderCon. It's kind of weird. Um, but when we went there, we met with the Green Ranger. You know, the Green Power Ranger from the first generation. Uh, Jason Frank, right? Jason Frank, yeah, he did a couple like MMA stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I followed him oh, yeah. on Facebook. <laughs> cool, cool. So like, I made it for uh, my friend who was the anchor also, and we went to go see him. This was like back in 2018 of June. Um, you can see the suit on my site on my my page actually. I did a couple commercials promoting the Arrow season one finale, I think, which Deathstroke does come up. We went to go see Jason David Frank. We did some segments together, and we just, okay, time to go. We're leaving. As we're going out, the merchandise hall, some, some people in the vendor hall, they were like, hey, they recognize the, the anchor because <laughs> he's pretty local and he does a <laughs> lot of comic stuff. Hey, um, I want to give you this. And it was the original 1997 uh, Green Power Ranger action figure with the flipping head and like a lot of people oh. know about this. He, they gave it to us, like original one. And I go, I suggested, hey, maybe you should get Jason, David Frank, to freaking sign it, you know, for, I'm already thinking about work. Sign it for like our social media page. Maybe do a little segment of it, Facebook, Twitter. It's, it's really cool. He's right there. Go, oh, it's a good idea. So we do that. He signs it, take pictures, and we're good. We're on our way out. As we're walking out, the anchor pulls me aside. He's like, hey, um, I want you to have this. And we're all cool, really? He's like, yeah, if it's just if I have it, it's just going to sit in my garage, but I think it'd be better value for you. And it was also because I was leaving. Um, I've been working there for three years, and I got a new job. And thanks for all your hard work. This is for you. And we hugged and kind of cried a bit. It was a really good moment Yeah, for cosplay, for that matter. It was good. Okay. One of the best, best stories I ever had. Um, so... you know, I met some of the best people in the cosplay group and some of the worst people i've ever met but that's that's life but this is some passion we can all talk about and oh wait a second i remember another story you got time <laughs> for another story go go all right do you know who roger craig smith is i most definitely I remember when i told you that i created a group assassin's creed exactly yeah. He played Ezio Adatori, which is from the, yep. the second Assassin's Creed and the, not the third, but it was like Brotherhood, uh, yeah, et cetera, whatever. <clears throat> I, and when I met him, um, it was over the weekend. It was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday convention. It was free on Friday, but only premium tickets on Saturday, and I was working Sunday. So I'm like, oh, oh I missed him on Friday. I'm not going to see him, but I just waited outside of the, the lines to go to his table. And I just want to say like, Hey, I just want to meet you. Say hi, I'm, I'm Bryson. That's it. Bye. I didn't have any expectations. Just want to say, I love your work. I'm a big fan. So yeah, that's all I wanted. You know, I, I brought, um, what was it? Batman Arkham origins, the game that he did the voice for Batman. And it wasn't Kevin Conroy. It was Roger Kirk Smith. They all, because in this game, Deathstroke, was revamped and he had this whole, you know, riot gear armor, which I base my first Deathstroke on. Like that whole thing, that whole game, this game that he did the voice for Batman was very important to me. But I was like, ah, missed him Friday, can't get it on Saturday, working Sunday, it's not gonna work. 
So I just waited, waited for him to come by. And then he walked up to me and he says, I hear you're banished from the premium tickets. I go, oh, no, I just I missed the free day. I don't have a free ticket. Um, I'm working tomorrow. He's like, oh, I understand, but I, you know, thanks for coming out. What's your name again? I go, I'm Bryson, Roger. Nice. Hey, he says, I want to practice my signature on something. Do you have something I can practice on? I go, well, I have this game that you did the voice for. Holy crap. He's he just it's this whole bit. Like we're just messing around with each other, and it just worked. As we're talking about, you know, his time he worked on with, uh, uh, I think it was Rockstar, Rocksteady Games, whatever. It was in Montreal or Australia. And, and we're working on the arcade games. It was, yeah, they're working on the games. It was like, okay, you're not Kevin Conroy. What was that pressure like? What was it like working with the whole Batman and DC franchise? And like, what was going through your mind? Because you're a veteran actor. He mentions all these different things. It's just different insecurities he had. He's had different experiences. And it was really humbling to like talk to him about it. As we're talking, his friend comes up and he's like, hey, my phone is doing this thing. Where it's taking pictures? Can I try with your phone? And then they're like, <laughs> oh, sir, here's my phone. Let's give it a shot. And it was just so dumb. And like, but we played it off. It was cool. Cool. So just because cool. we're all just being dumb. But no, I have one. I have the Power Ranger, and I have the video game right next to each other, right next to all my Funko Pops, like all the nerd stuff is in that one corner. Wait, uh, during that time, was Troy Baker with him as well, or was it only him? I don't remember. It was just some African American dude that was with him, probably. probably oh, okay. Was. But this was this is a long time ago. Like, yeah, I want to say six or so years ago. Let's see. It was maybe 2018. Dang. Maybe a long time <laughs> ago. But that's when I first met him, and it was really fun. But now it's a little more serious with Monster Hunter. I think. Oh. The amount of people that can relate in this specific community of Monster Hunter. Like when I went to Anime Expo, I met with a bunch of uh, Monster Hunter cosplayers. And I talked to a lot of online too. And it's interesting because it's a community. I don't know if you're familiar with with Monster Hunter. but I am. I am. Okay, good. For for those that are listening, uh, Monster Hunter is a boss hunter type of game where you work together with three of your friends to take down a giant monster. You collect items, you carve items, you make different weapons and different armor sets for your play style. And you also have cats. You have cats. Yeah, you have cats, you have dogs. And I liked it because it kind of shows your personality trait depending on which weapon you choose and which armor you like. It kind of... So it's like a horoscope, like a zodiac sign. So when people... I talk with online they go oh, what's what's your what's your what's your main steven what is your what's your main for monster hunter oh i wasn't able to play the game i was able to, i did have a guest cosplayer from france who cosplayed mostly monster hunter cos- cosplays do you know do you know which and weapon they did i'm not that familiar with the uh, with the armor there are lots of armors there were lots yeah, of armors there's tons there's tons of different variations of the it. The gamut. I, I, I love the gamut armor, though. Kind of, it looks like a mecha arm, like mecha armor on it. <laughs> the gamut one, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the big elephant uh, mammoth armor, I guess. Well, Rise is my first game. And then, I don't know, I think that's from World, I think. Gamoth? Gamoth. Oh, okay. Bulky. It looks like a mecha. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's 
oddly familiar with the Gas Harag, which is a ice type. Like the shoulders look the same almost, but yeah, different techniques, different styles. Looks like wood. The tickles are different textures too. So um, for those who don't know, Monster Hunter has about 14 different weapons you can choose from. And like I said, it kind of reflects your personality. So <clears throat> those that do listen, this is for you, I guess. Uh, if you are a hunting horn, you like being hammer, but you're also helpful. Yeah, because it gives you buffs. If you are insect glaive, you love to have fun. And you also love to help, but you want to have fun more. If you are dual blades, dual blades are just frenzy. They just want to go quick. They want to get have so much fun and look cool doing it. Let's see. If you are... Let's see. What else is there? Monster, Hunter... I remember I played a little bit of it um, back when it was uh, portable, something. Uh, it, there was a weapon with uh, like a gun. That yeah, comes so to, there sorry, is I, a light bow gun, and then there's a heavy bow gun, and then also just regular bow. So light bow gun, you like uh, first-person shooters a lot. You like to stay from distance, being safe about it, but also you like to contribute. Heavy bow gun, you love to wreck. You are a tank. You like to help your friends at the same time, but you like to make a big boom. If you are bow, you like being beautiful, and it look good doing it. Also, you're quick, very fast. If you if you play the charge blade, you look cool. You are the flashiest one. You like big anime moves. If you're the switch axe, you like mayhem. You want to just destroy everything and look cool doing it. Don't care about defense, but you love the offense. Gun lance people and lance go hand in hand as one of the more supportive people and the more stubborn. They are immovable. They are full of yeah stubbornness i would say ego also but there is the impenetrable shield they can just hold their ground and they can do serious damage but they're not about like dodging around that's what the dual blades are for that's what the sword and shield that's what i do sword and shield is hack and slash going quick like to play quickly but you're not the strongest but you try really really hard for the long sword people say that oh you choose the long sword because you like anime because you like counters you like anticipation the long sword but you also like anime and finally the great sword i say the great sword is more of like a big brother you they take so long honestly but they do a ton of damage if you are a great sword main you're basically like a big brother or big sister you like to take care of that your little siblings you know do their own thing but then you make kuya do all the work you make him <laughs> like okay i got this i got this he's coming over here and swing big hit that is Kuya Greatsword. <laughs> bro, those... Ate Greatsword. Kuya and Ate means just big bro or big sis. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, I, I, I'm, just, I'm speaking to the, the audience that were <laughs> familiar with like. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, yeah, I got caught by it. So, basically, my personality is just... I got caught with my own ego, I guess, because I remember yeah, Gunlance was just so cool. Gunlance was just so cool, and then you just you just mentioned like 
gunlands are like stubborn and uh, it goes <laughs> something like that. Then I just call it yeah, over. Gunlands, gunlands yeah, kind of the way they own, do their own thing. They don't have to rely too much on people because they shoot from a distance. I, I mean, guess you they do the stickies, they do the bombs. They're on their own thing usually. Jeez, so that was spot on though, because I literally <laughs> played Monster Hunter by myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I wasn't able to like pursue like uh, scrolling through the game, because um, I blame it on Skyrim. It literally sucked oh, me. Skyrim it's it's, it's a sink. It's like a it's a void that sinks you all through it. So I got sink. But I, I have lots of friends that played Monster Hunter, and I am I was binge uh lore binge lore listening to it. Yeah, I literally binge like what was the first uh what happened like I forgot the story, but something like like advanced technology was before and then it downgraded and became like relics of the past. And mm-hmm. people are starting to recover from it, something like that. I barely scratch from that button. Right. It's uh, f- fun. Uh, bottom line, it's fun. So, um, would you say that cosplaying helped you in a ways you didn't think it might actually do? Uh, it's more, yeah, yeah. Cosplay has helped me out. Um, definitely, just meeting people with the same hobbies that I'm heavily invested in. Like, sure, I can talk about broadcasting and video and film with people, but it hits differently when it's video games and uh, cosplay and, and just building it. And we, oh, we suffer the same stuff. We go with the same struggles and we have the same, you know, victories and accomplishments. And that's, that's fun. That's, that's really good. And I wouldn't have that without the community I'm part of. Like, the, like experiencing the same 3D printing F-ups. <laughs> yes. When it messes up the first first line, when you break it, when you overburn, when you overpaint, when you glue yourself, when you burn yourself, cut yourself, shock yourself, the pain is transferable <laughs> through spirit. <laughs> so we're down to the last uh, question. Uh, any advice you want to give our listeners that wants to try cosplaying or aspire to become a cosplayer? Oh my God, I got tons of advice. Honestly, you all still here. Shut them. <laughs> you can DM me if you have any questions from building, from just advice on how to handle social situations. Like, it definitely is a different world, especially if you want to start. But easy answer, TLDR, too long, didn't read. Just have fun. Enjoy shit that you enjoy doing. And if someone actually, it's not supposed to, shut up. Shut up. It's their <laughs> it's their approval that you don't respect. But why is it a big deal? What 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 does that gain anything? Why do we try so hard to impress people who misunderstand you? We try so hard. Fuck it. We we, we can't I don't know. I'm sorry, can we cuss on this? It's been yeah, so yeah, we're adults here. I always yeah, told my totally, audience like we're adults here. Just yeah. do shit that you like. You I'm I'm talking to everybody out there. This is Bryce Senpai advice. You are the best person at being you. Do shit that makes you happy, right? And tell everyone else to fuck off. You do shit that you want to do, and you'll become the best person that you can be for yourself. You know? Yeah. I uh, just want to add on that. Uh, 
guys uh regardless of age gender race doesn't matter do cosplay as you see fit that's yeah. it also okay but the ones i actually really want to know what like advice to get involved um you want to get if you want to do armor if you want to do clothing it's different i'm more of an armor design for foam do totally get this get a box cutter get an exacto knife get a sharpener get super glue hot glue uh contact cement make sure it is what is it called tf free was that again? TF free contact tax fee. heat gun. <laughs> tax fee free. Um, tax free. No, TF stands for Toluen. T O L U E N E. It's um, a type of solvent that is used in the glue, which is also in nail polish. It's also in different paints, and it is toxic when you breathe it in. So get the one that is TF. Toluian free, all purpose, clears cement or contact cement. And pretty good. You want to get those in uh, eight ounces is pretty good. 16 ounces is okay. 30, 32 ounces is overkill. Like you want to, you have to use your contact cement enough for your, your, your product, your project. Because if you like, okay, I have leftovers and you leave it out or don't close it up, it will harden. It will turn into a literal rubber and it's unusable. You wasted it. So get the 16-ounce. Um, you can do Velcro. Simple is easier. You know, Again, physically, if you can bend over, sit down, pick stuff up, move your arms up, down, cross. Posing is important. Nutrition is Neil. important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else is there? Basically, that's it. That's the... <laughs> yeah, sure, be happy and take care of yourself. But at the same time, get this glue, get this knife, get this scissors, get this foam... High density foam is different than regular foam. There's a difference in how the how it bends and how it structures around your body and saran wrap. Get get a lot of saran wrap in the painter's tape. That way you can make real templates from your own body and use that to draw different armor stuff. That's what I do. Um, don't be afraid to ask for three D prints. Don't know, don't just pull in from. In, inspirations and references that you like that you want to do again this is dress up not the end of the world have fun with it okay so uh where can they find you uh you can find me at brysenpai.cause on instagram you can also find me facebook which is also brysenpai.cause again but then I'm also on Twitter. But I'm not on Twitter a lot necessarily. But you can still find me at Cause, No dot in that one. Uh, I'm mostly on Instagram. I'm on Twitter also. Um, trying to get the Twitter. Or sorry. Twitch. Trying to get to stream actual stuff. And this is a working podcast. I think it's like higher standards. Um, I'm on Switch. I play Monster Hunter nearly every day. I. Uh, and there's this Discord too. Yeah. We talk on here all the time. Uh, and uh, you mentioned that you you have like I'm not sure tutorials, something like that. Not really. I mean, you can DM <laughs> me if you have questions. Um, I, I think it just comes down to working in broadcast for so long that I have high standards, and I don't have time. I also i I make videos for work. I don't want to do that for a hobby. For it's more work, and it's tons of hours. Plus, with the high standards. I mean, I also, oh, I also have a TikTok too. TikTok is also, you can find me at bryce Cause again, same thing. And there, I just 
it's mostly skits. Um, I think I have one or two tutorials on it about Samihata from Naruto. But it's just gags and just jokes. I mostly go with the audios, but um, I'm on there too, making doing videos for the fun. But definitely <laughs> not tutorials. I'll, if you have questions, send them my way. DM me on Instagram. DM me on, on Twitter. We'll talk about it. I'll give you techniques. I'll be like, okay, find this, this, and this, this technique like that. I'm not going to... I'm not going to do it for you. I'm not going to give you the answers, but I'll help you along the way. Much like uh, giving you the blueprint, but not going to like carry your uh, like carry your hand no, through and through. I <laughs> hold your hand through and through. So, uh, I mean, okay. real, real quick, real quick. Some guy did ask for me for my templates. Um, well, one, you shouldn't ask someone's templates like that. If you if it's their hard work, like let me just copy you. Nah, that's kind of an integrity thing. That's kind of like a that's why would you ask that? It's just like my child. I worked really hard on it, and you just want to copy it like that. Unless I'm selling it, you know, compensation. Sure. But the reality of it, none of my templates survive because I use the same templates for details and cut it and cut that and cut that, and eventually they're gone. They're unusable. I can't reuse them. Oh, won't you just scan them and make them available? It's more work. I don't want to do more unnecessary work because this is already tedious enough as it is. But you can make tons of money. Yeah, but then it's going to turn into a business and it's not going to be fun anymore. See, here we are, back circle one. Yeah, avoiding the non-parts of cosplaying. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so all links are in the description below for yes. that. So, oh, again, uh, Bryson, thank you for your time and uh, your uh, chance for uh, this chance for me to to have an, a cosplayer that is literally has experience. And as I see from uh, like your costumes, your cosplays, literally, I can see the quality is very like I can't even put it, like the true words. Just let's just say I the the costume quality is for me specifically was pretty much superb for me. That's it. Thank you. Okay, Thank you. so there are that's, a lot of other really good talented artists. I'm there I'm sure there were a lot of them out there, but of course um, I can be uh, I can only have a handful <laughs> to have in my show because I'm just a single person <laughs> and 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 an uh, interview would always sometimes take an hour long. So I can't have them all. <laughs> Lots of cosplayers outside there. So that's why I'm very thankful that you 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 took the time to to have this opportunity, this chance to be in this podcast and tell your story. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, so guys, you can check out upcoming episodes from this podcast by joining the Facebook page at the Cosplay Crew. Also, you can check samples of today's guest cosplay photos and Instagram. That's Instagram at the Cosplay Crew, uh, Twitter insists at Cosplay Crew capital CCs, and also TikTok at Cosplay Crew. I don't dance and sing there, but the trailers, the teaser trailers for upcoming guests will be there. So all links are in the descriptions below, including his. And as always, thanks for joining, and I'll see you next time.